everybody to episode 10 of wrestling is cool you threw me off with your smile there it's just like oh dude that was just so quick episode 10 dude did you know that 95 percent of podcasts don't make it to episode 10 that's something my uh my great best friend of all time chris van vliet once said to me i am surprised we are here no actually i'm not surprised we are here we started off with the mission to be a brand new refreshing breath of fresh air whatever you want to call it the mentos Fresh maker of the podcast world and wrestling is cool. Thank you all so much. We wouldn't be here without you. Granted, numbers be damned. We would still be trucking no matter what because we have we have belief that one day we will get a wrestling is cool sign. Santa, you got one. Weezy Blonde got one. Now it's time for wrestling is cool. Come on. Dude, there was a wrestling is great sign. And I like to picture that that guy's just an idiot. He didn't understand the mission. Stupid idiot. Savages. Idiots. It's supposed to be wrestling is cool, not wrestling is great. Look, folks. That was a good sign, though. It was was a good sign. It's a great sign. sign. But see, they they didn't take it from him, which means it, it... Ergo, all right, to use some big philosophical words, you should be able to get away with a wrestling is cool sign. We want to see that within the next couple of weeks, okay? If we've got if we've got a Saudi Habibi, all right? I learned that Habibi means my love. If we've got any Habibis listening to this oh, in Saudi dude, Arabia, that, all right, that would be crazy. Let's get a wrestling is cool sign, all right, in Saudi Arabia. That's that's the dream, all right? Wow. Habibis, I get agree. to work. Come on, you got this. Oh, thank you very much to everybody that's supporting us over on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Santi's app. The Patreon is growing week by week by week. And I promise the folks on Patreon that you're going to get a full steady set of shows come November. The Monday Night Raw reviews, the SmackDown reviews. A lot of people have been asking for new heat order for NXT. Sancho's like, nah, man, I can't do that. That's too much. So I'm going to take over the NXT new heat order after NXT episodes. Yes, yeah. I'm t- head of creative of NXT over here. No, I'm taking no. over that. Uh, and Sanchez still chugging away at his 1,001 pay-per-views. Ooh, where are you with that? How are Because, <laughs> man, when you told me that you decided to watch old school Survivor Series, I was like, dude, I would, I would, I, I'd go insane. I would go insane watching old Survivor Series is. See, the thing is, is like those Survivor Series were not about, there were some storyline development, but it was just like, get everybody that's on the roster on the pay-per-view, get everybody paid type of thing. And it was just like, ugh, I, I, I'm on three. <laughs> we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. It's cool to see familiar faces. That's what I'm enjoying the most. Oh, well, I'm glad you're pretending to enjoy it. There's no way that you're enjoying that. There's just no, yeah, you just smile through it because any any Survivor Series pre-attitude era is garbage. It's That's my honest, genuine opinion. Survivor Series, I mean, like this this in itself is a quick conversation. Survivor Series sure. is kind of on a on an upswing for a, for a long time, Sancho. I, I always thought that Survivor Series was the redheaded stepchild of the big four you know the big four being wrestlemania SummerSlam, royal rumble survivor series and I, for a long time especially through the 2010s i was like survivor series is not special it does not feel like a big four and then money in the bank came along the ple and was, that's the real member of the four there that's the oh. big, like to me it's now royal rumble SummerSlam, wrestlemania money in the bank like to me that's just the the ple that has one of the biggest set of implications for wwe programming moving forward meanwhile for a long time survivor series just sort of felt like a glorified uh 
all-star match you know like an all-star game for for the nba is like it's cool okay. you're all out there we're all scoring 175 points but the next day the night after none of this mattered we just watched the, a a fantastic exhibition that's what i felt about survivor series for a long time yeah and then war games came along mm -hmm. and now this survivor series we got the two gms going at it you know hey we get something special here, and of course, uh, one time the NXT invaded. There's so that many was so good. There's so many different angles that we have now for Survivor Series. But how dare you, sir, besmirch the great fourth member of the Big Four, the Survivor Series, and put money in the bank? Let's be real, money in the bank hasn't been anything since Seth Rollins cashed in. Okay, the and the money in the bank hasn't been anything. Well, name name me somebody else that cashed in after Seth. Are you, dude? I could go on forever. Don't put this. Don't don't put me in, in on this spot. What do you mean? Name somebody else. A lot of people. No, I'm talking about the biggest cash in since Seth Rollins. Okay. I, I can't. I can't think of any that's impacted the the wrestling world than Seth Rollins cashing in, swinging his belt around. That was magical. Okay. That well, was where, where did he win that? And it's WrestleMania. No, 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 no. Well, Where did he win the briefcase? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's the last time it's been important. No, it's minute. false. Like, egregiously false. Well, oh. then name me another time, sir. Okay, no, but you're naming me the biggest cash-in of all time. I can't that's top that. I, that's what I'm saying. Ever since then, it has been a dud of a briefcase. Okay, look, that happened 2015. Before okay. that, I can make Eight the years. argument that, oh, you know, the Money in the Bank briefcase just hasn't been the same since that amazing Edge cash-in in 2006. Okay. okay? Like, you are you are trying okay. to get me to so one of you, the greatest cash-in of all time. That's impossible. Are you saying that we're due for another one then? I think we're due for a huge cash in. I don't think Damian Priest is it. It's not Damian. It's not Damian. You're not breaking it to me. You know what? In fact, I was already broken into it. I don't think that it's Damian. I don't think that's a great. It's gonna. I don't think it's gonna be a cash in that is going to impact WWE television for a long time. Considering he's 42 years old, you know, nothing against the 40 something year olds. I'm just saying, like, we're not creating the mega star of the future with that cash in. Let me put you in a time machine, Santi. Okay. It's now 2023, and LA Knight is the Mr. Money in the Bank. Is that, would that have been a better, I know at the time, just think about it, at the time, it wouldn't have been the be, be, good play. But what would happen if. You really don't think that was the right play? I still do. If LA Knight having the bank right now versus Damien? Yeah, I do. And and I could see, like, I could still see us getting to this point here where LA Knight doesn't do a surprise cash in and is one of those, like, baby faces that says, I want the biggest stage. Saudi Arabia, brother, because, you know. <laughs> I could still see us being at the point that we're at now, but you look at what Damian Priest has done with it. Like it's been peanuts. I don't think it's been particularly interesting. I think that thing with LA Knight, with his promos uh, in, in his constant, you know, ex the, the thought of it, of, of an LA Knight cash in alone would make you want to tune into every episode of SmackDown. Meanwhile, the thought of a Damian Priest cash in is kind of just, uh, it's kind of just, how do I say this? It's sort it's it's just feels like a stopgap for somebody else anyway. Did it go down the drain when it turned it purple? I think so. I think when it, it, was, when it became a purple briefcase, I was like, mm -mm. for me, it wasn't that. I think it went down the drain with the constant teases. Like ah, I would have just preferred out of sight, oh, I know, out of mind. I got it. 
when the briefcase was used for every time to defeat Finn Balor, that's, that's when it. it was like that's no, it. Well, yeah, when it be, when it became the Three Stooges, yeah. that, that's you're right. I think that's a perfect way to uh, to encapsulate where the excitement of Damian Priest's reign as Senor Money in the Bank has really lost a lot of its luster. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah, and, and, mm -hmm. and I've always been a fan of Out of Sight, Out of Mind as well with the with the briefcase. You look at the Seth Rollins cash in one of the beautiful things about that is that yeah i don't know why we didn't see it coming we should have seen it coming but we didn't because he lost the d earlier in the night you know he wasn't constantly coming out pretending to cash it in uh same with eo sky like eo sky just sort of popped up and cashed in i hate the teases i i i i you at some point or another, it becomes the boy that cried wolf. When you come out the fourth time, I'm, I'm not paying attention because I just know where we're going with this. And I think that's remember, what's happened with, uh, with Damien. There's not a contract in there. <laughs> the, the amount of the fights I've gotten into <laughs> way over over the fact that there's no no contract in there. That's oh God. Um, OK, so uh, yes, yeah, so Survivor Series is a is a dog water PLE, but I think it's getting better. And I'm excited as to what they're going to do now that there is, um, I guess, uh, brand uh, brand beef. brand brand beef. beef? Brand yeah, brand beef. I like, dude. That, nah, that, just, that nah. sounds like a like a sandwich at an Arby's. Oh, Try yeah. the brand beef. <laughs> I'm not touching that because uh, I, I, I have no follow. <laughs> <laughs> we have the beef, brand beef. <laughs> this is what you get when you record a podcast at 11 p.m. Yeah. on a Wednesday. Yeah, so for the patrons, this is a day late. You already know I told you. Um, yeah, we, 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 but we, we decided. It was Halloween and, you know. People were sick because of TwitchCon. Yeah. I got the right. disgusting TwitchCon disease. Sancho has been busy. You know, he had to yeah. take the kiddos trick or treating. Yeah. So yeah, that's why that. we're, we're a day late. So thank you for, for your patience. But most importantly, thank you for your support. If you're listening to this in free feeds, I don't care about you. You're, you're still getting this at the right time. So you're fine. But you could have gotten. It a few days early if you went over to patreon.com slash Santi's app and toss us a couple bucks just go look at the tiers there's the link is in the description of this all right just go click there see what tier works for you doesn't work for you at the very least just keep the link in the back of your mind maybe it will work for you down the line but Sancho before the podcast I told you hey I think a good topic of the show a big yeah. beefy discussion is gonna be <laughs> Gunther and the Miz Gunther and the Miz. Mm. Gunther uh, has recently entered, at the very least, into the opening early stages of a feud with the Miz. And I think that this is very important. One, because it means that we're going to get babyface Miz, most likely. Two, mm -hmm. uh, the Miz has been known as the stepping stone. The stepping stone to what? What? The stepping stone to a world title. We just saw it with LA Knight, and he's just about to, before the recording of this video, uh, win the WWE is, Undisputed is Universal a, Championship. Is, is he a stepping stone? I think he's a test. He's like that test you take, but maybe like the barometer to make sure that you're ready for the next level. I mean, I feel like you're just changing the like the word. Because it's the same. I, that, no, those no, are no. the same thing. I think if no, 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 a stepping stone means like no matter what, you're automatically gonna go through. I don't okay. think Miz is like the autumn. If you're giving Miz, you're being seen as the next person to go through. Miz okay. is still a test. He's still a test. Do you and LA Knight passed that test? I don't know. I know Gunther. I don't think Gunther needs a Miz test. 
And I think it's just more of like they're just setting up the Miz. And I don't know if you had a question for me, but I don't. I think they're just setting up the Miz to be the one to take that belt off of him. Because hmm. remember, Miz is probably the most times he's yes. won intercontinental. Yes, he's right? the, he's yes, he has the he's, most intercontinental championship reigns. It's either that he's or like he's nine. tied with Jericho. It's one of those yeah, two. He's up there, and he's no doubt will will throw that out when his promos. So I think it's more of like this is the person to drop the belt to. So Gunther can move on to chase bigger aspirations versus. But that's a stepping stone. What stepping stone? That we got is. You're no, saying, it, oh, it, he 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 steps on the Miz and then he goes to the bigger no, prize. That's literally a stepping stone. No, no, he's going to lose to the Miz. Okay. So he can move on. It's it's like finding the right title place. The title holder is not Gable. It's the Miz. Hmm. Interesting. So the, now, but the do Miz. You do you think oh, the Miz okay. is the right guy though for this? Yes, yes, because one, the Miz is due. I mean, okay. come on now. Everybody's been talking about the Miz did some great work, uh, especially with LA Knight, right? Mm -hmm. I think because he took care of LA Knight in a sense, it made it look LA Knight look good. I think the WWE, eh, we've known this before. For those of you who, who watch the business, if you do well with one wrestler, the WWE will reward you with something yes. later on down the road. Same thing with Damian Priest and Bad Bunny. You made Bad Bunny look like a million bucks. Damian Priest is looking good. Kevin Owens and Stone Cold. Kevin Owens took Sammy care of Stone Zane, Cold. Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville. Sami Zayn now is is main eventer. So the point is, is the Miz is due. The Miz has been rocking. The Miz is definitely someone we wouldn't bat an eye if the Miz cheated in any kind of way, and he beat Gunther. And I just think this is not the same thing as LA Knight stepping stone. So okay, this is not this is not a Gunther like let's see if Gunther could cut promos because we know he's not. That guy, you know, he's not the L.A. Knight cutting promos type of thing. Gunther does his work in the ring, and we know that Gunther is solid in the ring. He's so-so as a promo. This is more of like, let's get the belt off of Gunther in a proper way to let him go after bigger things. So That's what I see it as. So do you see this more as a feud for The Miz as opposed to a feud for Gunther? Ooh, That's what it sounds like. That it's That's, it, Yeah. Yeah, 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 I see what you're saying. I think Miz definitely needs something to do, and why not go after the Intercontinental? And we know that you know, he could hold it, and he could do a lot of great things with it. So I definitely do see this as more as a Miz thing than a Gunther thing, because it's kind of like out of left field for me that Gunther and Miz are feuding. For... It's a weird one, right? It's yeah, a weird one. We all thought it would be Bronson Reed, right? But also we've been setting up this whole storyline as well, Santi, is that Elimination Chamber is going to be all these, you know, Gable, Miz, Bronson Reed, all these people that may be going after it. And then Sheamus could be in there, too. We remember we talked about Sheamus. All the ones that couldn't. That couldn't being in one Elimination Chamber match against Gunther. So I don't think he beats Miz. I don't think Miz beats Gunther here. Uh, but I think he'd be a great person to give the belt to, like drop the belt to, if if that's a choice. So I'm interested. You mentioned um, during that uh, that that tirade that you went off off in there <laughs> that uh, you could see the Miz winning in an underhanded kind of way using dirty tactics. Because what I was gonna ask you is, how do you feel about a babyface Miz? Because we've had babyface Miz a 
about like 2015, 2016, and it didn't work. But they tried a true, proper, clean baby face, and that just did not work for The Miz. The crowd did not bite on it. They tried to make him a successor to Ric Flair and giving him the, the figure four, and everyone just saw it as corny. Now, with Triple H... Uh, under the helm one of the biggest differences between triple h's booking and, and vince mcmahon's booking is triple h has the ability and the want to acknowledge the sins of the past look at the jay uso storyline right he's not just being accepted as a babyface by the locker room there's trials and tribulations for him to make up for all of the terrible things that he's done so with that being said do you see the miz turning face in a world where now Triple H acknowledges the past, so now he'd have all of this baggage of all of the people he's treated horribly, and now we're supposed to try and buy him as a as a clean-cut babyface? Or do you see this as an MJF-style babyface turn where he's just going after the bad guy, but his demeanor and his tactics and his personality doesn't change? He's still scumbag Miz, he still uses all of the scumbag tactics, but now he's using the scumbag tactics for the powers of good. What do you think? That's, I don't know, man. That's kind of a the Miz and MJF. I, I never see them as the same. They're totally kind of different kind of heels. And MJF is is a different kind of a beast than the Miz. Because the thing about where the Miz has evolved from, I mean, remember this guy was the 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 kind of like couldn't hold a crumb to anyone in that locker room. He was seen mm -hmm. as an outsider for the longest time. I think for me, where the hit, the, where the Miz became, I think there's oftentimes where a wrestler goes beyond, is he a heel or is he a face type of thing? And he's just who he, they yeah. are, right? Stone Cold, doesn't matter Rock. who he is. Rock, right? John Cena. They, they just elevate to a certain level into, if I had to use their, optimal evolution like a pokemon right sure. this is the tip top i think the miz elevated to that spot of who the miz is in that promo and talking smack with um brian with daniel bryan that moment talking about look at me daniel like this is who i am this is what i do i made this intercontinental belt matter that's the miz that i'm willing to cheer for more than anybody hmm. and i don't care if he's a heel on what he does that's the Miz that I, I think that he is going to become if he becomes a champion again. More of that kind of, like, well-respected, like a Sheamus. No matter what he does, he's going to be cheered for at this point. I don't think the kids will boo him, right? And and we will boo him because we'll play along with him being what he does. But I don't, I don't think it would be, like, a true clean face, baby face type thing or a heel type of thing. He would just be that guy that does, like, a, like a <laughs> don't you dare like a Roddy Here Piper. Come. Oh, like a yeah. Roddy Piper, okay. Right? Like a Roddy Piper, right? The same kind of thing. Roddy Piper did a lot of heel things, but he became a face and everyone loved Roddy. The Roddy would poke someone in the eye and he would he would do a lot of dastardly heels things. Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero, he eventually evolved to the optimal Eddie and the optimal Roddy. So I think we're we're, we're watching with this feud that they gave Ms. Gunther tells me that hey, we're either going to put you into that uh, the elimination chamber, and we're just hypothetically uh, speaking here. We're going to put you in the, the belt running, or we're going to give this belt, and so you could hold on to it for the next Intercontinental Champion for a while. So and that way, let's solidify him being the, one of the greatest Intercontinental Champions of all time. But do, do you think that The Miz is at, as you said, optimal Miz? Like, I are think you, so. you think he's already there and you don't, so you, 
basically, like if I'm reading this right, if you think he's already at optimal Miz, is you don't want a change in any sort of demeanor or tactics for the Miz when he goes up against Gunther. You want the same Miz. The only difference is that he's going after a bad guy as I opposed mean, to going he, after a good guy. He's going to eat chops. He's going to eat all those. He's going to be a, it's good. We're going to see a different side of Miz and how tough he is. Is he tough enough? <laughs> ah, <laughs> Type <nice>. of thing. <laughs> ah, good you. one. Thank you. It, you know, we're going to see that. And, uh, I, but I don't think he's going to change the way he wrestles. I mean, we're going to see his standard move set. I think he's not going to be able to, I mean, can he put the, the skull, the freshman uh, finale on him? There's no way he's big, dude. Guther's a big dude. That's not, that's not possible. I mean, John Cena is a bigger dude and he put it in, he landed it on John Cena. He's not as I, like, well, he's, he's, Cena is height -wise, thicker. Right? Yeah, height-wise, yeah. Like, Gunther is bigger in the sense, like, that an, orang an orangutan is bigger than regular humans. Or he's just long and lean, right. and, and, yeah, yeah, and more, like and more wide. Yes, yes, you got yes. those, like, orangutan arms just dragging knuckles all over the ground. Uh, okay, so we've talked a lot of Miz there, though, but there's it takes two to tango. We need to talk about uh, Walter, sorry, Gunther, here for a second. I went full mark there and called him Walter. Um, so... What happens with Gunther in this feud? Like, because you, you said he's a that this is a stepping stone feud, not a stepping stone feud. But then, you, but then you see, but you see him losing and then going for something bigger. So he's ready. He's, he's ready. ready. Okay. On. So he's what does that mean? On. All right. So what does that mean? Because um, I still think that this is a stepping stone, the way that you've described it. But okay, well, they just he's, allow the comment section. What to, does it mean? I think he, what it means is Gunther is going to lose by I don't know the entire roster turning on him, all the intercontinental contenders. Yeah, the Infinity Stone of Losers. Exactly, and they're going to defeat Gunther at a, a chamber or they're going to wear him down at some point. The problem is the WWE needs to figure out how can we make Gunther look strong while losing the belt? That's always the case, okay. right? That's, that's going to be the thing. How can we make Gunther be strong while losing the belt? And Miz is definitely someone who could use trickery and swindle Gunther out of that belt. And then Gunther goes, you know what? This belt is beneath me now. I'm going to move on to the world title picture. It's beneath him as if he took a step above from it. Oh <laughs> okay, hang on. I'm going to put some like a sorry. That, I'm, I'm giving myself a pat on the back for that one. Uh, but good. good, good you. But I'm going to put a wrench in your timelines here. Okay. Um, just to, to make you think here a little bit more, you said potentially losing it at Elimination Chamber, that gives Gunther six weeks to WrestleMania. So are you seeing this build of him going after the World Championship in that six-week time frame? Or do you see him winning the oh. Rumble, losing the Intercontinental Championship, and then going for Mania? Because I feel like that's a big dividend momentum for a Royal Rumble winner to lose a major title like that. Because I what? genuinely believe that he was going Hello? sorry you didn't think he's gonna win the rumble i think he's gonna win the rumble i no. think he's winning the rumble Whoa, what do you got what do you got cody again no no la knight la knight he okay. needs so la knight is the slim jim battle royale champion oh, la knight every deserves... episode the glaze yes. gla you a gunther winning yes. a royal rumble Ooh, boring. Okay, where do you have Gunther going after a world title if not WrestleMania after losing the longest intercontinental championship reign of all time? First off, you don't need to win the Royal. It's clear to me 
that you don't need to have president to be the number one contender for the heavyweight champion. You could just show up and be like, I want that belt like Drew did. Okay? Sure. They're, they're just showing me that's all Gunther needs to do. He doesn't need to this Royal Rumble winner. He doesn't need to have this momentum. The dude just needs to show up and challenge Seth and we we'll all say, okay, this dude's a contender. He might beat Seth. Here. Okay, but it's a numbers game because if we're already locking Cody for one of those title matches, presumably against Roman Reigns, that only leaves one world title. And if, if, if LA Knight is winning that, He's going to go after presumably the other world title unless he decides to make it a triple threat, leaving Gunther out. See, this is what I mean. I'm, I'm just I'm just wondering your timelines here and, and where it makes sense. Why does it have to be this year? Gunther could be on ice for this year and then come back next year or whatever. There's no way that you can't pull the trigger after immediately Gunther, after this Intercontinental Championship. Gunther ring. hasn't been on TV for, I don't know, weeks now, it feels like. Well, he hasn't had matches, but he's on TV. But so they're putting him on ice. Am I wrong? No. No, yes, you are wrong. I meant to say yes, you are wrong. He's absolutely not on ice. He's not even in our new heat order, bro. Okay, but he's that's like our rules of like he didn't have a match. No, 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 no. Hey, hey, you're How not How did on you make TV this about LA Knight? How did you do this? How, we're having a, a good discussion and debate about Gunther and The Miz, and now I, all of a sudden I've lost to LA Knight here, who wasn't even in the conversation. I, I'm simply telling you, man, that, that Gunther is going to be world heavyweight champion. He's going to be that, and he's ready to move on. You asked me, what does this mean for Gunther giving The Miz? They're giving him the golden ticket. Like, all right, my men, give this belt the man to The Miz. It's, it is your time. The time is now to move on to the another to step picture. up. It, oh <laughs> I don't know. Is the, is, is the heavyweight champion more important than the intercontinental? Right now, it's know. not. Right now, you're right. It's not. Right now, it'd be more of a diagonal move, I'd say. A diagonal step up. Sidestep. Sidestep. Side yes. Two steps this time. Boom. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Look, I'm going to keep, keep things super simple. I think that Gunther holds the Intercontinental Championship. I don't think that he loses to The Miz. I think he wins the Rumble. I think he goes into WrestleMania as uh, Intercontinental Champion and goes uh, after Seth Rollins for the... What do you... What do you, what, what, oh, what, yeah. He holds on to the Intercontinental Challenges, the heavyweight yes. champion. What did, you do? what did you do Intercontinental? Has two belts? You want another mini Roman running around with multiple belts? No, I'm... All, look, I, like, I'm, I'm only Spread just... I'm only just quoting, you know, like one of the most famous WrestleMania matches of all time, uh, Intercontinental Champion Ultimate Warrior versus WWE Champion Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania for a winner takes all. Okay, why? Okay, it's not as if it's worked and been giant before. It is literally the same. It is not the warrior. No way. He is not the level of the warrior, dude. That was a... The, the one of the best top that was face versus face dude Hogan versus Warrior that was like a kid's okay dream I admit that I may have pulled a Sancho with my it. with my comparisons there but I'm just it. saying there is precedent for for you know a title versus title type of match there is precedent I just, I think Gunther's just not that sexy of a pick for that kind of marquee man He's like a he's like he's he's like the wrestling fans' favorite pick. Even and that is you right. That is you right now. You're just loving Gunther, but he's not that. He's lost his luster when he's been off TV for so long. And I'm happy that the Miz has this feud to give him to remind us that Gunther is a ruthless man. So you mentioned that he doesn't have that you know that that allure that that look. I said a sexy. I said that, a sexy pick. He's not a sexy pick. Okay. Do you still see him as not a sexy pick with a show in 
Berlin a couple of months right after they WrestleMania. Better, they better make him like a world beater. They need to make him give him like that. Like I mentioned, give him that interest with that army. Make him very scary. Make him just squash everybody. They better because right what now he's been doing. What else do you want him to do? Did he squash Chad? No. Well, he beat him every time. Did he squash him? That's the Gunther we need. So you wanted you wanted a squash match. You wanted to destroy right. the hopes and dreams of everybody that wanted Chad, Chatty Daddy. And well, he di- he needs to start squashing people again to remind everybody that he's he's a he's a world beater. Right now, we just know he's a he's a tough guy to to beat because he's like he pulls out all of his he stores all of his signatures and supers to the Dude, end. It's so true. <laughs> he is a video game. He hits five finishers. That's he the it all. he does hoard it all. I think that that's actually a really good comparison because yeah, he'll hit you with the power bomb, the running slam, the splash, the clothesline, yeah, clothesline the the sleeper hold. <laughs> this dude's cheap he says six finishers (laughs) so i i'm shocked how far apart we are on gunther i i just got cold that's all i mean i and then you turned it and you made it about la night which is well we had an entire section to talk about la night in this podcast and you had to hijack the gunther section with la night la night man that episode that last episode of smackdown by the way as of the making of this video the last episode of smackdown that we watched was the last live episode of smackdown because the one upcoming is a pre-taped show uh where they they had the contract signing for the world title match between la night and roman reigns uh that contract signing was majestic i that was everything that it needed to be because there was still a part of me sancho and i know you know you're uh, uh, sancho west resident la night glazer over there uh there was still a part of me that felt like la night was a joke compared to roman reigns like yeah Yeah. like like this is this is child's play for the for for the tribal chief like what are we doing here this is a step down this is a man that's had to have has had to take on seth rollins drew mcintyre had to take an onslaught from kevin owens brock lesnar cody rhodes that's right uh john cena and and i'm supposed to and of course the greatest of all time uh logan paul and i'm supposed to believe that la knight is now on a higher plane than those guys because it's it's not is he on the same level as them they're trying to sell me that he's on a higher plane than them because that's how you want to build and sell a match that this guy could potentially become the new world champion and i i kind of laughed no, it no, off no, 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 no. undisputed undisputed even though there's more championships so universal undisputed championship. yes you're right but i wasn't buying what they were selling me that last episode of smackdown roman's in danger roman's in danger dude let me tell you this, brother. Welcome okay. to the LA Knighthood. Okay, one. Wee, the, wee, 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 wee. I want to say this: the WWE needs LA Knight to be at that level. They are building another megastar superstar that could run around with the Roman Reigns of the world, because. Without someone like LA Knight to be the foil to Roman Reigns on a weekly to monthly basis, it gets stagnant. And that is what we're running into with the bloodline. This segment of the contract signing is a total page of the Attitude Era. And it reminds me of the things that Stone Cold would do to the ultimate Stone Cold and Triple H or Stone Cold and The Rock. That is the level of quality that segment was. 
And it reminded me, and it let me know that LA Knight and Roman could coexist in the same room. And you would think that LA Knight belong, like he totally does belong. But that's what I mean. The WWE needs. This is why I'm telling you, Santi. If the if the WWE pull the trigger, and LA Knight beats Roman at Crown Jewel, it will not be for naught. They would ultimately solidify LA Knight as a member of that upper tier and create content for months to months to come of LA Knight, Roman Reigns, Cody, and all that. It's just, it's now amplified. Now there is a, there is another player in the game that will make it must watch TV versus just one dude and Roman Reigns. If, if LA Knight wins, it's not a slight to Cody. It's not ruining that storyline. It just creates another voice and another fun dude in the atmosphere for the WWE Universe to cheer. And that's what I'm trying to say. We need LA Knight. And if LA Knight wins, that will be a huge W for that Monday Night Raw. When he shows up with that belt, that place is going to explode. And now we have multiple storylines because Roman's not holding on to that belt. Now we have some fun, bro. We we, we haven't had fun with the, the, the championship pitcher since WrestleMania, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's just been hard to watch so many superstars. Not Nothing happened. Like Judgment Day, interfering. Bloodline, interfering. We got to mix it up, baby. That's all I'm trying to tell you. That's all I'm trying to plead with you, Santi. I, look, See I, my side. I, I, my no, side. I completely agree with everything that you're saying. The only yeah. prop, the, the only wrench in all of this is yeah. that it involves Roman Reigns losing. And I know that it, he inevitably has to lose. He doesn't have to lose clean. He doesn't have to lose clean. But even a non-clean loss, it just, it, this this reign cannot end in Saudi Arabia. When? When can it end then? WrestleMania. And, and that's not that far away to build LA Knight for another WrestleMania match. I mean, you have him winning the Rumble for some weird reason. So like, if you have him winning the Rumble, I. I I, if anything, I see a world where we ha we become more endeared and we fall in love with Knight even more because he loses unfairly. He gets the bloodline treatment and then he builds himself back up to then win the big one in the right arena in Philadelphia at WrestleMania 40. Is WWE making a mistake by making Crown Jewel be the first chance for LA Knight to win? Perhaps. I, we already the, know yeah. the outcome. Right, we already know the outcome is most likely. The the inner me is wants to see wants to see WWE pull something out of left field. Right, this would be a totally out of practice, unlogical, illogical way for LA Knight to win. Right, it'd be the waste of a pop. I understand all that. Right, but for the for the audience at home and for you, I want to create a bingo card. How many will the ref take a bump at Saudi? Yes. Yes. Will they be a phantom three count in the win for LA Knight? A phantom three count? Like where he's oh, the okay, ref yeah, with ref down. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, non-official three count. Yeah, probably. Right. Probably, right? Bloodline will get involved, correct? Almost certainly. Right. Will John Cena, here's the wrinkle, get involved in the match? I could see it. Okay. And here's the thing. You wanted a feud... Will John Cena cost LA Knight the belt? Oh, now I would, I would now, love that. I would love now, that. Now we got the thing because now we have that thing that you wanted LA Knight and John Cena feuding, and 
getting the, the proper rub from John Cena to beat LA Knight. I mean, for LA Knight to beat John Cena, right? In, in, that, in that feud. I think that is the only way. Because you can't do a Stone Cold Bret Hart situation with LA Knight where Stone Cold passes out. You can't mm-hmm. do that. Roman, well, I mean, what? He has the gates of hell, right? And that's the only. Yeah, he's got that so, guillotine. Right, he has that. I would hate for them to do that. And I would hate for them to do a thing where Roman pulls on trunks, puts his feet on the rope, where LA Knight has his foot on the rope and they don't see it, that type of thing. It needs to be the only thing that makes sense to me is that John Cena causes LA Knight to lose in the crown jewel. It's the only thing that makes sense. I love that idea. Yeah, I love that idea because it would it would lead us to still a face versus face match. But a face versus face match with uh, with genuine consequences, a face versus face match with true rhyme, reason and story and a face versus face match where L.A. Knight could walk out as an even more legitimate threat to the big players, the Roman Reigns of the world, the Seth Rollinses of the world. I was of the you. I told you this, right? For those that are listening, I've said it before on this podcast. I really believe that before the Roman Reigns match, we needed to have L.A. Knight versus John Cena. To really have John Cena be the gatekeeper, the true stepping stone. I know for some reason you, you hate that, that, that. That's the term of the day. You don't like the stepping stones. But I could see John Cena being a true stepping stone. Not, not for getting the fans to like LA Knight. It's to make the fans believe that LA Knight can win the big one and stay there. Because yeah, we already like LA Knight, but like I said, I still think it's a joke. The thought of him beating Roman Reigns right now in front of a Saudi crowd that I just don't think is going to pop the way that a, a Chicago crowd would at Survivor Series, a Philly crowd would, um, an Australian crowd would. I don't see it. I don't see it. I just don't think it's the right time. I don't think it's the right place, but I think that we can use the wrong time, the wrong place to endear us to LA Knight even more to then build him to the right time in the right place at WrestleMania 40. Because I I refuse for Roman Reigns to lose this anywhere else aside from WrestleMania. It, it, it cannot happen anywhere else anymore. It can't. There, there is no place no, no. big enough for it anymore. It doesn't exist. It is WrestleMania or bust. That's can, why. Can I, now, yeah, that's I, why. Because if he wins at WrestleMania, it's another year of Roman, man. It's know, another I year. I know. Can Can I be the the devil's advocate? Can I be the Paul Heyman here? There's people that are that. There's people that say that the Crown Jewel has replaced WrestleMania in terms of prestige when it comes to the amount of money that's put into Crown Jewel. Money talks, man. Money, money, Same, money, man. money. And you're, you're not, you're not wrong. I'm saying, man, there's I, like, like a lot of those super cards from the Crown Jewel rival WrestleMania cards, and you're like, there was a moment where, like, wait a minute, all the good matches are happening in the Crown Jewel. Granted, they never paid off <laughs> for yeah. some of them, but still. How did Logan lose? He was close, right? It was he such a good like, match. Yeah, he you took had... like a, he took a super spear, right? The the double bounce off the ropes. Yeah, spear. he took one of those super spears. He was distracted. There was a whole fight between Jake Paul, who came out to its everyday bro right. to fight with the Usos. It was it was a great right. spectacle. It was but, a great spectacle. But that's what I mean. They they have to make it where LA Knight's closer than that. The only thing that I'm thinking about. And I and you say like L.A. Knight needs to like Roman needs to lose clean is when Mankind got the belt. Remember that when, yeah. when he won the belt 
it was from an interference. Yeah, it was a dirty win. Yeah, it was a dirty win, but no one cared. Yeah, no one cared. Do I see LA Knight possibly winning that way? Yes. See, you 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 talked me off of my of my high here of LA Knight winning the crown jewel. (laughs) No, you make sense. It cannot. You cannot have the the longest reign in championship history in the WWE be at in that Saudi Arabia, but it can. I'm like, you know, it can. Oh, dude, I've seen, I've literally seen crazier things in Saudi Arabia than this. I've seen it all. That's why, dude, what, last year when it was Logan Paul and, Ro- and Roman Reigns, the majority of the community, oh my God, this is the dumbest thing. Roman Reigns is obviously winning. I was like, dude, do you not under, have you not learned from history and learned from the past of the crazy, weird, bananas decisions that they make at these Saudi shows? Logan Paul can win. This is the alternate ripple in time where you can absolutely have Logan Paul win. And maybe this is the ripple, the ripple in time where LA Knight wins. But I just, I, I don't think it's right. I just don't think that it's right, but it can happen. And I believe that it can happen. And I think that you made a great point where if the IPF, the Saudi government, all of a sudden says, we want LA Knight to win. Like we, they, they just became, they just became bigger LA night marks than you, Sancho. Everyone in Saudi Arabia is going, yeah, everyone is chanting it. And they just decide here's a, here's, here's a cool bill for LA night to win. Didn't it's the yeah start in the press conference with triple H remember? Oh, well, not I the yeah remember. movement, but remember there was a conference in the Saudis and triple H and you, and you heard, yeah. And then, and, and, and LA night was, was no, it there? I don't think that's Saudi. I don't think so. Well, Man, I'm, someone has to correct me. I think that happened in conference, and, and Triple H was like, "Yeah, he's here." Something like that. Mm. I can't, yeah, 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 maybe it was. Maybe that. maybe that was Night of Champions. Maybe that might have been Night of Champions. Um, I feel like we beat that that topic to death, but I mean, we can talk a little bit more because we're gonna go into Crown Jewel predictions. Sure. Uh, so let, let's run through the card real quick. Uh, so the um, first match, at least presumably, of course, will be the kickoff match between. Sami Zayn and the Olive Garden waiter asking you if you've had enough Parmesan cheese in JD McDonough. Um, Question. Yeah. Is, J- is JD the guy that squats when he takes your order or does he stand over you? <laughs> I think stand he's too close. Well, no, the way that he stands so close to everyone in the judgment that he's definitely a, a, a close stander type of guy. Does he have like a recommendation for you all the time? Or does he show up and ask you how's everything going before you even took a bite? Oh, those are the worst. No, he's worse. He's asking you how are things going? How does the food taste? When you take your first bite and your mouth is full and you can't talk. That's the Ah. type of Olive Garden waiter that he is. The one that everyone hates. Okay, last question. Does JD JD tell you that someone is going to take over... <laughs> the rest of the way, right after he took your order, thus making you fearful that your order will be wrong. I mean, I think I think at this point, with the amount of switcheroos that he's done with the uh, with with the Judgment Day and going to help them win, but then causing them to lose, I think absolutely. Sancho West, folks from Wrestling Is Cool, asking all the hard hitting questions. Does JD have a dad joke when he brings you the dessert yeah. menu? <laughs> So you're just, yeah, we, we are just uh, characterizing the worst type of Olive Garden waiter because I think he, all of the above there, my friend. <laughs> but is he, is JD kind enough to pack your food for you? That's the last question I have. 
<laughs> no, you had to ask for it to go box. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you had okay. to you had to directly ask for it. So Sami Zayn, yeah, I'm assuming. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's Sami Zayn. Yeah, it feels like I, I like that he's on the card. I think he's there, of course, to to help satisfy the hometown. The hometown yeah. You know, um, uh, similar cultures, religions, and well, why have it on the kickoff show? Put him on the main show. Come on. You know what? You know what's interesting? We haven't had a kickoff match in about three and a half years. This was really? a it's something ridiculous. I might have exaggerated, but in a really long time, we haven't had a kickoff match. You can't think of the last one because it has Madcap Moss I, in it. <laughs> I feel like New Day was part of one. Like I don't maybe know. maybe New Day was in it. I just know that we haven't mm -hmm. had a kickoff match in a ridiculous amount of time. Yeah, I've got Sami Zayn. He's not going to lose in front of the because um, because the 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 Saudi crowd they're very patriotic and pull for oh, their yeah. for oh, for yeah. their kin, right? And oh, yeah. and Sami Zayn, he's he's gonna win absolutely. But what a, what a demotion though, if you really think about it. Sami headline WrestleMania in his own home turf, so to speak. Yeah. Kick off I agree. It just shows you that they had nothing to do with Sammy and they just threw him there. Yeah, I think they really just threw him in there. I think it's pandering. I think it's the right kind of pandering, though. I'm down for it. Uh, yeah, Sammy Zayn. Sure. At least at least there's a proper feud between these two. And it's not just like, hey, here's a, an eight-man tag match. But I think that there could have been room for this on the main card, mm -hmm. frankly. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Next mm -hmm. up, we have... Uh, let's start reverse top of the card so one of the top of the card matches seth freaking rollins taking on drew mcintyre who do you have sir drew wins simply because it's part of his contract negotiations mm -hmm. for those of you who don't know he's up for his contracts up i think they say drew here's your belt take the belt run with it for a bit seth chill for a bit Seth already teased that he's not the Messiah. He's not the architect. I'm glad he's kind of reverting back to his old self. I think Seth takes the L here, and he has to. It, it, it either I don't think Drew gets cashed in on by Damien at this point, but I think they need to. I think where Drew is and how high he is on our new new heat order, and how much I'm in love with Drew. I think Drew needs to have a belt. So I'm a little bit different here. So I've already done my predictions video. And yeah. one of the things that I talked about is how weird and odd it is to have Cody Rhodes versus Damian Priest on this card. It's a very, it kinda it's kind of weird, right? Out of all the matches, um, that's not a one-on-one -on -one feud that has really, really been blossomed aside from maybe the last yeah. two weeks. Like it's been a tag team feud for the tag Cody, titles. Cody could sell a fight though, really. Sure. Well. I, and, and, and what I said is, I think that this is a match for the sake of having Cody Rhodes, one of your biggest baby faces on one of the biggest shows. But I also think Saudi role. Yeah. And I also think it's a match to give us a reason or an excuse to have Damian Priest in the building. Because I do think that there's a cash in. I do think that there's a cash in. And I think that this match is actually going to open. I think that Damian Priest is going to lose right at the beginning of the show and cash in later a la Seth Rollins. Oh, Seth Rollins. Yeah, I just think it's weird that this match even exists, and I think it's to set something bigger later yeah. on in the show. I think they made a mistake before by not giving Damian the match and have him at the event. Remember, they, they, I forgot which PLE where he was just around with the with the, the briefcase, and it's just like, ooh, will he? Will, they, they oh, SummerSlam. Right. SummerSlam, yeah, I don't got, think he had a match. Wait, did he? I yeah, don't even remember. I don't know. They got to give him, they got to put him in the building, and, but... It's a weird feud, but I think Cody 
Dude, that what a great promo he had on Raw. You're you are a walk behind her. I love that promo. I thought that, that was, was great. Promo. Yeah, I, I, I all the face promos so much better recently. I don't yeah. know what happened. So you've got you've got Drew McIntyre. I've got yep. Damian Priest. I've got Damian Priest walking out of there with the championship. And I don't necessarily. So they've been doing this thing of like. You know, like Seth Rollins and and, and Drew McIntyre have been doing the Spider-Man meme at one another. You're with the Judgment Day. No, you're with the Judgment Day. And I think at some point in the match, the Judgment Day is going to come out. And of course, they're going to do the Spider-Man thing. Why did you bring them out? Why did you bring them out? Only for the Judgment Day to screw over both of them as opposed to helping one or the other and allowing Damian Priest to walk out with the championship. That's where I think it's going. I I do want Drew, though. Is the Judgment Day getting dry, though? Yes, and it, it's part of the reason that it's getting dry that I think that this could work in terms of changing the dynamics of the show. We were Would them having the heavyweight belt help them being moist, though? Um, It can't hurt. It can't make them drier. Would it be better if Damien fails his cash-in and that splinters the judgment day see i was gonna say yes but then we've also seen a world where they said that you know the judgment day will splinter uh if 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 finn doesn't win the championship he took three tries didn't and it didn't change anything to the storyline um so i'm not sold on this idea of the splintering of the judgment day and them breaking up they've had numerous potential teases at it happening all of the the i think we've had the perfect storm for it to happen and they still didn't pull the trigger on it okay we'll so, put a pin in i almost kind of just want damien's briefcase to be out of the picture and i think yeah cashing it in and here's the thing when when did they mint that world heavyweight championship night of champions in saudi arabia i think it might make sense to have the cash in for the title also in saudi arabia why not why not? Uh, Mommy, Rhea Ripley, defending her Women's World Championship against Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Zoe Stark, and Raquel Rodriguez. I'll go first on this one. I think Rhea Ripley's retaining. I just don't see how any of these other women um, could realistically take the title off of Rhea Ripley when it almost feels like the rest of the women are more feuding with Nia Jax than they are feuding with Rhea Ripley. It'd feel a little bit weird if Rhea Ripley were to lose the title to somebody that she doesn't really have a proper feud with because she doesn't have a really proper feud with any of them. But that's the thing. Then give the belt to someone that has feuds, bro. I Well, I, I don't think that that's the solution. I think the solution is to give Rhea feuds. Uh, the the one who just lost her NXT championship and is ready to have some matches back on the main roster, Becky Lynch. I I, I really don't think Jade Cargill's ready. I think they're really protecting her. So I don't think Jade's going to come out soon. Becky Lynch. I think, hold on now, Becky. I get it. And Becky's on her list. She's on the new, new heat order. And she did a great run with NXT. It just, for me, what what are they going to do? Okay. Let's just spec this out a little bit further here. Rhea wins, shows up in Raw, says I'm the baddest woman on the roster, right? That's what they've been set up this entire time, right? Who's the baddest woman yes. on the Raw roster? And Becky's music music hits. Is that what you're? Is that what you're predicting? Yeah, I think then, it could just be as simple as that. I think okay. that's a big match for Survivor Series if they decide to do not brand wars. Right. Because okay. um, if they do brand wars, I'm sure it's probably going to be SmackDown champion versus Raw champion. Um, frankly, I think that 
Becky Lynch versus Rhea, that's a WrestleMania match. Yeah. I don't think that Survivor Series is worthy. That pathetic excuse for a show. The pathetic, pathetic fourth I, show. I, just just to, just to like, you know, when you're, someone's betting, one person bets the other way, I'm going to say Nia Jax, just to see what happens. You th- Okay, all right. Um, yeah, yeah. Man, be, the be, world will go crazy. Great. That's what I'm saying. It'll give yeah. her great heat, be hot heat. I, I just don't see... The, I, at first, I thought Jade Cargill versus Nia Jax would be a great start, but the way they're protecting Nia, I think they're going to give her someone who's a better worker than Nia Jax. They're going to give her oh, like the way a, they're protecting Jade. You said yeah, man, they're yeah. protecting Jade. Yes, the the way they're going to give her like a a Charlotte Flair sure. or a, a a Bailey, someone who could work a little bit within the parameters and not so someone like a Nia Jax. I think like if Jade get hurt with Nia, then that would be not saying. I'm just saying their level of quality in match will not be a, as a better quality match of Charlotte and Jade. Okay. I'm with you. I agree. Mm-hmm. Rey Mysterio, the deadbeat champion, defending his United States championship against the American hero, Logan Paul. Who you got? Is it going to be a cinnamon toast crunch? Uh, who's sponsoring this one? Doritos? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe Skittles, Takis. Takis. Jeez, Prime. Uh, oh, no. imagine, dude. That'd be that'd that'd actually be, be hilarious. That'd be, that'd be awesome be clean, right? if 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 there's. Oh my, dude. Imagine he grabs the mic and says yeah. that I've sponsored my own championship victory, and this match is sponsored by Prime. Dude, yeah. that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome, though. I, I did. I'm trying to tell you the, the reason why Logan works so well. It's what the WWE wanted for the longest time. I've said this before. Austin Theories is was is Logan Paul's character, but Logan Paul is really that character. Yeah. That is who he really is, and that's why it works so well. And you just end up hating him, and you know he's a smart businessman, and you hate that he's viral, and you you hate everything that he does, and the way he it's just Logan's perfect. Please win this belt. Get it off of Ray. Ray's doing nothing with it. Ray, I think, is limiting Ray and LWO is being held down by the the U.S. belt. We need to have LWO having more triple three v three matches versus one person wrestling like Ray wrestling and the others just being like sideline cheerleaders, things of that sort. I'm kind of with you. I think the the way that I've been explaining it to people is that that. Rey Mysterio has done nothing for that championship, but that championship has also done nothing for Rey Mysterio. So let's no, get yeah, it off of him. And let's get it off of him. Boom on. Yeah, and I think that that belt would help solidify Logan Paul as a oh. long-term player. And I think that Logan Paul could elevate that championship, even and if he, it's to like a meme status. I think he could elevate it in a, in a unique way. It'd be perfect. And then whoever beats Logan for that belt would be instantly... It, it'd be awesome. Dude, there's yeah. Gonna, there, and knowing that Logan's willing to play ball with that belt, he would do so many creative things outside of WWE that I feel like a lot of wrestlers, not necessarily lack that creativity, but I feel like a lot of wrestlers are so busy with what's in the ring and what's happening backstage that Logan is able to amplify anything he does with the WWE by being just a content creator that he is. Like, yeah. think about that the the Crown Jewel match, or uh, yeah, with um, Roman that spot with him. Using the camera and landing that splash, awesome. Yeah. There's some good stuff that Logan does that I feel like Ray cannot do. I don't even think it's just Ray. I think it's the majority of the card. That's like what I, I'm it's saying, just Logan dude. is so unique and, and has a a special set of moves, a a a repertoire, a resume that no one else is able to tap into aside from him. I can't think of anybody in any other era 
that has a Logan Paul status, that it could be like Attitude Era. I can't think of a celebrity that would be the same kind of prestige as Logan. 80s, I like they no, have you, you won't be able to find anybody because he's I mean. he's not a traditional celebrity on no. paper. Bad Bunny is way bigger than right. Logan Paul, but he's not an influencer he he's just a real he's a super talented musician that is known across the planet but he's not always in front of a camera he's not always talking to his audience that's logan paul's that's how he puts bread on his table by communicating and connecting with an audience on a daily basis that's why this is so unique. We haven't seen this type of celebrity have this type of rise in the WWE. Because like you've said, yeah, we've had Mr. T. We've had the, the bad bunnies of the world. That's different. They are celebrities. They are traditional celebrities. Remember, remember what was it? Uh, the, the Green Arrow, Stephen Armell, Oh, right? Stephen Armell, yeah, yeah. That was, the, that was our peak, dude, that was. for the longest time. My final question for you well, before we move on to the rest of the prediction. In four years, Logan's champion. You think Undisputed it takes four champion. years? You th two. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's one when Roman loses, I think that they're gonna go to a bit more of a hot potato um, it, with the as championships, it as it should. I don't it think should. it. Three to four month reigns max for a while, you know, yep. to, to to bring us back into the notion of having multiple top guys. And I think that Logan Paul would be a great transitional champion at some point within the next two years. Wow. Mark it down. Yeah. But it has to be when Roman is is done with this yep. reign. I think it, I it does have to be with that. Um, yeah. Like I was going to talk about maybe potentially the World Heavyweight Championship, but th dude, that just doesn't do that. You, I'm more excited about the notion of the U.S. title than the World Heavyweight Championship <laughs> right now. Seriously, I am. Um, Prime belt. Please, Pro, dude, that'd be so great. Uh, we, I kind of talked about this. I haven't gotten your thoughts about Cody Rhodes versus Damian Priest. I think Cody Rhodes wins this. I think the purpose of this is to make us forget about Damian Priest for the rest of the night for an inevitable cash in. That's where I'll leave it at. I've already kind of talked about it. What do you think about this? I think Damian gets hurt again because mm -hmm. last time he didn't cash in because he was hurt. So he's going to get hurt and the people are going to think, oh, he's not going to cash in, but then he does. So just to amplify a little yeah. bit what you're saying. What I think in an ideal world in Santi's WWE, oh. he, he loses. Yeah. <laughs> he loses and we don't see him again for the rest of the night until the cash in. I don't want to see backstage segments of him being mad about losing, him talking <laughs> about his injury. I don't want to see more Judgment I, I, Day Den stuff. I just don't want to see look, him for the rest of the night. I want to see him go into a little... Uh, <laughs> A work go into a hospital, an ambulance, and then oh, okay, there he goes. Yeah. He's never <laughs> really just sending him away, <laughs> eh? What about a plane? So what a plane? Really sell that he's gone, and then have a parachute out of that plane, <laughs> land inside the stadium to cash in. Dude, that'd be the <laughs> ultimate. The, that, that'd be the not just the ultimate cash in, but because right now the meme is Judgment Day interrupting everything. Imagine <laughs> that interruption, and then he's parachuting like a paratrooper into the ring. <laughs> Great. Oh, holding the briefcase the way yes. that he. Oh, yes, I'm in. I'm in. No, right, he's got. Yeah. He's got another. He's holding a ref as he's parachuting yeah. down. <laughs> the ref is right behind him, dude. <laughs> 
does the ref have his own parachute in this scenario uh, or is he just being oh i see no, i picture him being held he's, he's in the front you know he's like a, <laughs> the double oh man uh uh eo sky taking on bianca belair for the wwe bianca belair, bianca belair. yeah don't even there's there's no reason there's no other reason why eo retains there's just no it's just it's just we've known this for the longest time eo's reign has not been great it's bianca belair's time to hold on to the belt setting up maybe a jade cargo i know i said she's not ready but bianca and jade sounds like wrestlemania and they have plenty of time to build that up with her bianca as champion i just think that jade makes more sense on raw like in terms, like I feel like Raw is missing more of that star power. I don't know. Uh, those five women are because those four women are cooking right now. You know. Well, well I think I think that Raw has the better mid card women. Yeah. Right? I'm talking about like the the ones that are top tier echelon. Uh, SmackDown yeah. has way more than than Raw at the moment. I think I, I my prediction is that Jade Cargill goes to Raw. I don't mm-hmm. think I think that they keep her away from the likes of Charlotte and Bianca Belair for a while. I think that those are matches that happen one to two years down the line. Well, she works with Tegan Knox for a bit then or something. Sure, of course, your favorite. Yeah. Dude, what why what do you have against Tegan? Why'd she just have to take those those strays she, like that? I, I'm going to say that Tegan Knox gets squashed by Jade Cargill at one point. At some point, yeah. I could see Tozawa beating Jade Cargill, though. That man is unstoppable right now. He's a oh, oh you nasty. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I'm inclined to agree with you, Bianca Belair here. Bianca Belair lost her championship at a Saudi show to Asuka. I could see her bringing it back and winning it at another Saudi show. The only thing that is making me believe that maybe EO Sky retains this is that I think a lot of people might be thinking, might be a little bit too narrowed vision with who she should be losing to because a lot of people are like, for sure, Charlotte, for sure, Bianca Belair. What about Bailey? Because I think that there's a story there about Bailey consistently getting involved in these matches and making sure that EO continues to win against EO's will. I think that there's a story to be told. I don't know that that story necessarily needs a championship. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that EO Sky has an inevitable story with Bailey down the highway somewhere at some point after Bianca Belair. And because I see that storyline happening, that is what's making me believe that maybe EO Sky holds on to this for that feud. But I'm still picking Bianca Belair. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm still okay. picking. Uh, John Cena versus Solo Sokoa. Don't say anything aside from John Cena or I will replace you with ChatGPT. I swear to God, I will do it. I will do it. Look, I think John Cena is winning this because they've been talking about how he hasn't won a singles match in years. Um, he has been... Oh, st- dude, I... You did not just do the oh, 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 boo hoo. <laughs> oh, this is. Dude, I. Oh, oh, Sancho West. What is. You, you tall, you nasty. I, I, <laughs> so they've been. <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> Listen, okay. Kidding aside, of course John win, but they have to make Solo look like a monster still. John yeah. has to reach into the depths, pull out that Superman cape, put that bad boy on, grab that golden shovel, and bury Solo Sokoa. Old school That's style. Old school. 
I think John hits a attitude adjustment right out the rip, bro. But Solo kicks out right away. So uh, this is you're booking it exactly how I said. I I said that really? yeah, Solo needs to look like a monster here. Yeah, and the only reason he doesn't win is because John Cena has been telling the story about man. I don't know if I'm that goat that you guys think that I am. Yeah. And I think that for him to win, to overcome the new Samoan bulldozer is yeah. to channel the 2009 Super Cena. I think that yeah. we need a monster Solo Sokoa, and I think we need ultra mega Super Saiyan Cena from 2009. And that's the that's what we need to see. And I do think that Cena wins. You know what? I want the, you ever read a Superman comic where he fights Doomsday? I did. The death of Superman? Yes. The right? Death. Yep. That's what I want John Cena to be like last blow, like when then he's like no and then he falls on top of solo sakura and it's like oh my god john is is john is, is john, john dead <laughs> did john hurt himself the death of john cena oh. in saudi arabia <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a cool comic though right you know john cena is anyway the point is john needs to like go all out and he looks like he needs to look like he died yeah you know, kind of, you know what i mean like he it needs to be like he put everything on the line and then he needs to like find a second wind and cost LA Knight the belt. So like, um, like Seth Rollins, where he was shot in the back of the head and kept kicking out. And this is this is what you want. I mean, it, it makes sense. I, and, and I do I think want, that is the right call. I want where Seth Rollins talks about his back, but then he still does a super suplex in Monday Night Raw. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, I know this is a sidetrack, but who do you think Nakamura? is talking about it yeah who's the oh man he was like oh i love when he says oh, are you gonna pick me or are, are, are you picking like am i picking you or are you picking me tell me oh i love that stuff dude it's so yeah. eerie please stop shooting things in the arena it looks so lame go go rent out a studio shoot it somewhere cool you know what i mean this is like some random backstage anyway um dude i think he's randy orton yeah that's who I predicted. Uh, really? Yeah. Why, yeah. dude? I don't watch. You know, I try to watch everything you post, but I don't watch. I don't watch purposely because sometimes I I want to yeah. have fresh takes. But it has to be with Randy Orton, dude. The yeah. Viper. I think it's Randy, and I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, with it would have made a lot more sense if he actually had injured Seth Rollins's back, and and sent him, you know, on the shelf for a vacation for a month or two. Right. Um, because Randy Orton is coming back from a career threatening back injury. So I think it would have been perfect. Uh, yeah. So I think that there was a missed opportunity there, but I still think that it's Randy Orton. And I think the it's Viper. a, it, yeah, I think it's a good first feud for Randy Orton as well. Anyway, what, hap what happens? Nakamura walks out to the ring and sits there and says, I'm waiting. I heard the person's going to be here. The time is not kind of like old school samurai and the moon is high meet me in Ooh. this place in the field whoever's gonna be Ooh, here this I'm ready is so to Sekiro right right I'm gonna be here fighting waiting for you and then all of a sudden you're come for me they understand and then, and then you know what Nakamura Nakamura doesn't do like the oh my god it's he goes yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm in. I'm in for a penny, in for a pound. I love it. Uh main event. Roman Reigns versus LA Knight. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I didn't we're so in sync. I knew I didn't have to tell you to say yeah. We're so, we're just there. We're just, it's episode 10, man. That chemistry <laughs> is just has been has been built. But um yeah, it's Roman. 
It's Roman. We, you convinced me. You yeah. convinced me. I have to be. Yeah, I have to tell you. You did definitely convince me. I know I like to be the number one LA Glazer. I do believe though, it, if it happens here and Knight wins, I wouldn't be mad at about it because I I truly believe when he shows up with a belt, he's just gonna look like a million bucks or wherever he goes, and every arena and the crowds are gonna go louder and louder for him. Um, it would ruin like a WrestleMania, like a WWE history moment if he becomes a Hall of Famer, and it's gonna be at Crown Jewel. Doesn't have the same effect, but lean into it, WWE, film people in different parts of the world. Are you trying to turn this into that Disney Epcot ride? No, 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 no. Where the Empire fell and returned the Jedi. Just, just cut to all the people celebrating the end of Roman Reigns. And then we believe it's the biggest pop in the world because LA Knight wins, dude. dude that is ridiculous. <laughs> Someone please edit. I'm going to say this right now. Just edit pretending that LA Knight pinned Roman. And then just cut to the Ewoks and the people with croissants <laughs> cheering up with LA Knight's music. <laughs> I dude, it's oh, it's. I'm sure somebody's gonna create that. Uh, I yeah, so. I, yeah. I've got Roman Reigns. I just don't think it's the right time. Not yet. I think. Does, okay. Does John Cena cost him the belt though? No. Mm-hmm. I just. I still. I don't. I don't see the WWE making Make- that call. And it's such a cool decision, though. I just don't it's see it. Before in the past, happened before in the past, where faces accidentally mess up each other. It, it, I mean, I that's a very '80s wrestling thing. Yeah, that they feud over that, and the guys like I'm just trying to help you. Yeah, like, and they are know. both very larger than life, late '80s style type characters. So I don't think John Cena hits LA Knight. I think like, like John Cena maybe bumps the ref on accident and does that phantom three call that we're talking about. There's, there's ways yeah. they could do it where John doesn't hit. LA yeah, Knight look, or... I'm sold. I said, I like, I love the idea. Right. I it's my concern is I just don't see the WWE having the vision for something like that. Uh, I love it though. I love it. I love the idea of, of John Cena versus LA Knight. Uh, we are over an hour. Sancho new yeah, heat sure. order. We uh, good. We're, we're fine. We're good. I'm down. We're vibing. Okay. Wait, no, no, not new heat order. Not yet. All right. We have a couple of things here. Oh, you wanted to say that's. I got it. Here we go. The segment. I'm going to stump Santi. Ready? Here we go. Quick segment right here. Ready? Stump Santi, everybody, is where I ask Santi a random question to see if I stump him. And since he's the WWE aficionado, here we go. Ready? One, two, three. What is Doink the Clown's finisher name? Oh, my God. I don't know. Um, The. One, two, Three, uh the the four, final party uh, the whoopee cushion thank you so much that was stump something i did it you did <laughs> i didn't think rip. that's where you were gonna go so he warned me that he was gonna do this segment without telling me like what the question was and i dude i was so confident because at first he's just like yeah i might hit you with like name a few 24 7 champions i'm like do you think i'm a joke of course i'm gonna and then he hit me with doink the clown's finisher and i was <laughs> Now you know what the whoopee cushion is, man. Oh, well, now I know, like, the level of questions that I'm going to, that I have to prepare yeah. for. That's brutal. Yeah, you you got to get ready for that. Something's cool. What's cool? Sancho, this is your turn. This is yeah. your moment to shine. I'm, I I think this is very important, and I think especially coming off the heels, what we talked about where Sting is cool, I want to go back into AEW, 
Kenny Omega is really cool, man. Kenny Omega, for the people that are watching AEW now, this is Kenny Omega light. This is not the same Kenny Omega that was in the Tokyo Dome. This is not the same Kenny Omega in New Japan. He's not at 100%. He's even admitted himself that he's not at 100%. He's coming off some wicked injuries. He had a long time off of TV in AEW recovering from injuries. He's not the same Omega, but man, he put on a banger match with MJF recently on Collision. And it, the reason why I feel like AEW to me had that mystique and power when it first came out was because of Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega, I remember traveling to Japan and I looked in the newspaper because we were trying to find something to do, my wife and I, and it was a Saturday night and I saw it, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Kenny Omega, and he's, a, he's, lead, he's headlining two matches on the weekend and I was like, oh my God, I need to see Kenny Omega. He's my favorite, he was like my favorite wrestler at that time. And considering that he was the, the hottest wrestler on the planet in terms of just the bout machine. And I saw him in person in, in that hall that was right next to the Tokyo Dome. And I don't, I don't want to butcher the Japanese hall. But he's, he's just charismatic. He's a megastar in, in, in his truth, truthful way of saying that what wrestling is. You just draw, your eyes are just drawn to him. And it's just a bummer that I feel that WWE, when he ever, if he ever does come, he we won't get the Omega that we should should have gotten. We won't get the Omega that was like destroying Okada or having some epic matches with Okada, the Rainmaker. We won't get the, the Omega that AEW even has now. It's a bummer that time comes after everybody, and it's coming after Omega. And considering that Omega is. It feels like he's a sting. He's going to be loyal to AEW. I mean, he he helped create the brand. I don't think he'll ever come to WWE. He had multiple chances to come to WWE even before AEW. And he's a ride or die. He's a loyal guy. And not only that, dude, he's so cool. He loves video games. I recently watched him play uh, Street Fighter Six against Mighty Mouse Johnson, and it was a great time. Like seeing the UFC Omega. fighter. He, he played he played Street Fighter, and there was a moment where Kenny, because it's a gimmick uh, show where they try to downgrade you by giving you bad peripherals and things like that, and Kenny Omega asked the producers mid-show, like, look, I understand you have a show here, but I believe that fighting games are about testing you and figuring out who is who you are as a man, right, type of thing, and he says, like, Mighty Mouse is not as great as a, as a player as I am, but he wants to test himself. So let's just drop all the gimmicks and let's just have a great one-on-one -on -one match that we had in the opening. And he, he just gives this passionate speech about fighting games. And I'm like, dude, you're so cool, Kenny. You know, you're like, Kenny Omega could only cut a promo about the FGC fighting game community and make it really cool and not nerdy, right? Right. And that's the one thing I, I want people just to go back and watch his old matches just to see what the potential of why everybody was so hyped for AEW because of Kenny's Omega's involvement. And the thought when Kenny Omega's contract was up for New Japan, where if he would have showed up to WWE and all the, the speculation of all the dream matches, that, that dude, anyone that he would fight in the WWE is an instant dream match. And the, my favorite moment that in AEW's history that I don't think they could ever capture again was him fighting Brian Danielson. That moment where they sat in the ring for like, I don't know, a minute or two, and the crowd was just getting super mega hyped without any history, without any buildup. It was just Kenny versus Brian Danielson, a.k.a. Daniel Bryan. I just don't think there's not another wrestler that will have that draw ever again. 
that you could say, oh, that's my dream match. I, I love Roman. I think Roman's great. I love LA Knight. But I don't see them as, oh, would it be cool if he fought X person? Or wouldn't it be cool if they fought that other guy in that other promotion? And that's what Kenny Omega is. And and I just want everyone to know that the, the one wing angel, the cleaner, super cool. And it's a, just a bummer to me to see him not at his, like, body, like, yeah. in terms of 100%. Kenny Omega is definitely the quintessential forbidden door what if opponent, right? Because you're, you, I think you you said it perfectly. You don't think of like, dude, imagine Roman versus MJF or Ale or Roman versus. You don't even say Roman versus Kenny Omega. You think Kenny Omega versus Roman. Kenny Omega versus X, right? Kenny Omega is like the guy that you think of when you're trying to fantasy book matches that aren't possible. Uh, and, right. and I think that goes to show just like the level of respect that he's garnered from the hardcore wrestling fan. And, but also uh, uh, the, the slight level of resent that we have that we're not going to see him in the WWE. Well, if we do see him, he'd be like another sting situation yeah. would be like, that's not the same guy yeah. that we had. You're gonna, well, you're going to be the guy in the corner. It's like, back in my day, that is a Kenny Omega that I knew that would have been a state star Tokyo Dome match. Dude, it kind of reminds me of, he's like the, you know, you're sitting there, you're like, man, if Dan Marino had a better line or better defense, he'd mm. be the, one of the best Super Bowl champions of all time, but he never did. And that's why Dan Marino is not considered one of the best. I'm not saying that Kenny Omega is going to fall into like he's not going to be one of the best. He will be, especially for wrestling nerds like ourselves. But you mentioned this. If you don't have a match at WrestleMania, it's just, it's not the same. Yeah. Man. You got to have that WrestleMania match. And I know people know that, you know, the, the Tokyo Domes and all that kind of stuff, like and having same. that kind of, it's, it's not the same when you're at Mania and Sting knew that too. Thing before, of course, uh, Wembley, but he you knew when he went out there, he was like, wow, 70,000 people here at the was Levi the, Stadium. Levi Stadium. And that was the biggest crowd he's ever wrestled in front of. Well, but Kenny Omega School. I 100% I, I agree. Unfortunately, my blank is cool is not going to be as impassionate as yours. That was beautiful, Sancho. Well thank said. You, thank you. Um, I'm going to keep mine uh, much briefer and more simple here because they don't have the legacy and the history that Kenny Omega does. But I was going to say that the Creed brothers are cool. The Creed brothers have just debuted on the main roster. And the reason why I decided to pick them in terms of uh, being cool is because they went out and had a fantastic tag match in their first ever Monday Night Raw main roster match against Alpha Academy. I think it was a fantastic match. Great showcase of their strength, of their charisma. I think there's still some things that need to be worked out. And then less than 24 hours later, they go to NXT and have one of the most violent, hellacious tables, ladders, and chairs matches that I've seen I, I, during that match, Sancho, I said that this is the most violent WWE match that I've seen in the past 15 years. They had a brutal match less than 24 hours from their debut over on Monday Night Raw. And I think that this is a tag team that is going to quickly resonate with the audience. They have a level of charisma that I haven't seen in a tag team this young in a level of 
mind-body connection between all three of them that are part of that stable that I haven't seen in guys that are in their 20s. They, they have a connection with one another that you would expect from people that have been tag-teaming with one another for 10, 15-plus years. And the beauty of this tag-team as well is they the fact that they're both in their 20s, and one of them, I don't think that both of them, I think that Julius Creed is a future world champion in the WWE. I think that after he gets through his tag-team phase, we're going to see a guy that's going to win multiple world championships in the WWE in Julius Creed. He's literally got it all in terms of his skill, his look, his charisma, his ability to cut promos on the microphone, backstage promos. He is the entire package. But uh, I think that people are going to be very pleasantly pleased with the Creed brothers. I think it's great that they got the traditional treatment of NXT and then into the main roster because they did everything imaginable in NXT. And I just can't wait for people to see what I've been seeing on NXT for the past two and a half years or so, um, because I think that they're going to wildly impress you week after week after week. Now they just need a division, a tag team division that actually has titles for them to actually go after. But the Creed brothers are awesome and they're cool. Why does they feel like another ruthless aggression can't remember their face and what they wear type of dude? So you're thinking of like the Basham brothers, the, the, yeah. those types of tag teams. Like, the, that's what I mean. Like, I, I'm not, I can't gravitate because they don't have like a and unique that's okay. look. They just... That's okay. And they don't have a unique look. Actually, part of their whole shtick at the beginning, the the group that they were part of, the Diamond Mine, their identity was that they were intense and better wrestlers than you. And that's how they yeah, started. But, they started with yeah. no personality. And as they found themselves on NXT, they became consistently the most entertaining part of the NXT tag team division, not just in terms of their matches, but their huh? charisma. Once you see them on the Mike Sancho on the main roster, I think you're going to be really pleasantly surprised with them. So they, you, you are thinking of like those tag teams in the ruthless aggression era that for a while were just there because they were great wrestlers, but they didn't have a unique identity. And I think okay. you have the likes of the Bashams and you have the world's greatest tag team, but then you also had tag teams that were great tag teams in their own regard that eventually blossomed into iconic tag teams like Johnny Mercury and Johnny Nitro Eminem and I think that once you see more of them because they didn't get to cut a promo on Monday Night Raw you kind of just saw them go out there was like some backstage stuff you're going to see that these guys have a level of charisma that I think rivals the New Day seriously what's their ceiling is their ceiling New Day or beyond their, their is ceiling is single stardom as okay. it, oh, the, I, I think that the inevitable road for them is single stardom for both okay. of them. So Primarily no, no, like, Julius Creed. No level like FTR levels of tag team. Frig, like, man. I think that they can be just as good as a tag team. The reason I don't see that for them is because Julius Creed, I think, is destined to become a megastar in the WWE. I hope so. I just, I just feel like why sacrifice Alpha Academy for these boys then? Well, I mean, you should that's a that's a great question to ask. And I think the 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 answer is because there are guys that are both in their 20s and about to to really start to blossom in their careers and WWE top brass, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, they see an insanely bright future for them. 
because they were guys with no charisma, with no personality, weren't allowed to cut promos that by the end of their NXT run were universal crowd favorites with the, unis- the, the NXT universe. So does Gable Stevenson, though, override all that? N- no, like Gable Stevenson has the charisma of a bag of sand. Right, but that dude is their, is their, that's their, that's their project, man. That's big deal. They sign him and they have articles written about him. They're no, just- their, their, their new project is called Jade Cargill. I think that she has completely taken over that role of Gable Stevenson. Interesting. Yeah. I think okay. Gable Stevenson, I think that, I think that they realize that they can't replicate Kurt Angle, that Kurt Angle was more than just a wrestling machine. They that cried. Jordan, I mean, Jordan was one of them, remember? Yeah. Jordan alongside yeah. Chatty. Yeah, and, and I think that they, they're quickly coming to realize that you don't, you can't sell the gold medalist. You sell the charisma behind the gold medalist, and Kurt Angle To, to be fair, Kurt charisma. Angle is one of the best. He's one of the best of all time. He, 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 he had everything. Kurt Angle wasn't just a great wrestler like Gable Stevenson is. They eventually found out with time that Kurt Angle was a once-in-a-lifetime generational talent at everything in professional wrestling. And I don't think Gable Stevenson has that. You think we'll always say you you suck to Kurt? I mean, I always thought we would have seen a sucks throughout his entire career, but I think it was Angle embraced it. I think we'll always get the you suck chant with him. I hated that he embraced it. That's mm. the thing. I Because I wanted to not chant it. I right. really wanted to not chant it, but then the fact that he's like, yeah, give it to me. I'm like, damn it. I have to. It's like the, right. the you know, like the Jey Uso yeah, yeah. arms yeah. up and down. It's like, okay, fine, Jay. I guess I will do this as well. Um, that was one of the things about the Kurt Angle return that I didn't like. I didn't like that he asked for the you suck because the you suck was always just so organic. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted for that you suck to turn into you rock or something. I want it, it, that's lame. Okay, that was cheesy. That was bad. I take that back. New heat order. <laughs> let's just move on. I don't want to. I don't want to dwell on this. All right, it was bad. I know. <laughs> all right, now it's time for the new heat order. For you, the big fan, we were considering adding Santi's uh, the NXT new new heat order. But this is the part where we break down all the fun in terms of SmackDown and Raw. Determine who's on the top of the list of who is buzzing out there in the WWE universe. And here's the new new heat order for you. Starting off, none was one was LA Knight, two Bloodline, three John Cena, four Logan Paul, five Drew McIntyre, six Becky Lynch, seven Cody Rhodes, eight the GMs of Nick and Adam, nine Rhea Ripley, ten Jade Cargill, eleven Dominic, twelve the five way women, thirteen New Day, fourteen Bronson Reed, fifteen Bianca Belair, EO Sky, sixteen seventeen Charlotte. 18, Nikki Cross, 19, Alpha Academy Tozawa, and 20, Nakamura. On SmackDown, you had the LA Knight Crown Jewel contract signing alongside Roman, John Cena promo, Bianca Belair promo, Carlito Santos Escobar and the Street Profits, Logan Paul jumping Ray Mysterio backstage, Sachi versus Chelsea Got Green, your Dragon... <laughs> Got your mic. <laughs> Dra- Got your hat. Dragon Lee versus Cedric... <laughs> Alexander, and then you had uh, on Raw, you had Dominic Mysterio and Ricochet, Alpha Academy versus Creed Brothers, DYI, and Imperium. You had Candice LeRae and uh, Zia Lee. You had uh, Seth Rollins and JD McNutta, Natalia versus uh, Chelsea Green and the Trick or Treat. <laughs> yeah, what was the Trick or Street fight? Trick or Street fight. And then you had Damian Priest and Sami Zayn. So after hearing the cards of both shows, again, we're always revitalizing we're always 
finding new ways to do the new heat order. Anyone jump out to you? I will start the bidding that Chelsea Green, alongside Piper Nevin, has entered the top 15. I think they've entered the conversation for sure. And I will put them above currently the New Day at 13. And I think New Day. The New Judgment Day? The New Judgment Day. Great gimmick, great backseat, backstage segments, great social posts of having Jimmy <laughs> Butler. Of, of, of great stuff from Xavier Woods. I will slot them down to 19. I mean, that's fair. And and not that I'm necessarily trying to cut time because I'm not, but I'm just going to no. be really brutal here. Because these are go-home episodes, very little is going to change on this list. You pretty much okay. pointed out the big one, Chelsea Green, Piper Nevin, and I'm even willing to throw Natalia in there because she oh, went all man. out with this. I, I think that... She, it was it, a great match. It really great was. Match. It was so much fun. I It was the, the right level of silly for me. That and The Miz were really, to me, the only real needle movers because mm, okay. like if you listed everyone there and i'm like same spot same spot okay mm-hmm. didn't do anything for me didn't do nah. anything for me creed brothers i don't think are in the list yet i think they need some more nah. time to cook um like dude like seriously look at these pat these last few episodes and what's been new nothing I- I think Bronson falls. I mean, you got to look at the list. Yeah. I think Bronson Reed does fall out of the top 20 alongside. Just because he didn't have a match, you yeah. Well, alongside uh, Charlotte, I think Nikki Cross stays there because she had that great moment. Oh, this. The, the severed head. <laughs> You ever watched? Yeah. Did you watch The Walking Dead? Did you ever put yourself yeah, yeah, through yeah, that? Yeah. I'm saying yeah, every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, spoilers. There's a, a a season where a bunch of people get their head chops off and put up put on a on a stick, and she kind of just looked like that. Anyway, I shout like, out to my Walking I, Dead fans. So before we truncate the new new heat order segment, is there anyone that goes off the list? That way we could fill in spots because well, I think Guther, yeah. Yeah. So in terms of what we have here. The things that are people I think that are off the list are Bronson Reed. I'm still cold on EO Sky. And I'm um, right now Charlotte's on ice for me. Do you agree? I'm just trying to remember what EO Sky did. Nothing. Nothing. That's all you need. That's all right, you need. Because it know. was Charlotte versus it was it was Charlotte versus Bailey? Was that the match that we had? I'm I don't even down. remember. I don't no, even that remember. Was, that was last. That was the week before. Oh, is it okay? Um, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Bianca Belair Bianca cut a promo. I thought it was okay promo. I mean, it wasn't that great. That's why she's in 15th. Sure. I think I'm happy with that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not but down to move her. Miz and Gunther. I think Miz goes back into... I'm much more interested to see what the Miz does more so than the women's in Rhea Ripley, in my opinion. And it goes right above, right below Dominic. At twelve, I I think I could be I I I think I'm I'm being sold on that. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm sold on that. Um, We're gonna put Miz and Gunther together because that's the angle they're working together. Okay. Okay. And I'm gonna put the five way of the women. I'm gonna put them still above Bianca Belair, but but below Chelsea Green and Piper Nevin. I agree. 
Yeah, I think we got to have uh, this. This is the week of Chelsea Green and Piper Nevin. Oh, if if I wanted to, I would put them above Logan Paul. You know, no, that, Logan Paul's got you, Mike. Well, <laughs> Attacking the deadbeat is too good. It's too just, good like, for me. With with Logan, I think what 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 really works for Logan though is just he's just continuing to feed into the sliminess that that yeah. is Logan Paul. So that leaves 16 and 17 open uh, for for potential people to join. The, the new new heat order. I think the top five is set LA Knight, Bloodline, John yeah. Cena, Logan. Drew. I wouldn't touch that. I still think Becky, with that great promo saying she's the only one that's defended the title, puts her, keeps her at six, keeps her white hot for me. I think where you're really looking at it though is, is there room for Seth Rollins? That's the only big name and Judgment Day of Finn <sighs> and Damien. Do they slot in 16, 17? You know what? That was a really good Seth Rollins promo. That was a that was a good Seth Rollins promo, followed by a decent match with JD McDonough that he won. I, I think yeah. we would be doing him a disservice if we don't include him. Does he go above Dominic at ten? Oh man. You see the other thing, you're still cold on Seth. I'm very cold on Seth still. I'm just and cold does, on that championship, man. I'm telling you. And does Sami Zayn enter the top twenty? No. No I mean I think Sammy not having a proper match at Crown Jewel keeps him. Yeah, I think the fact that he's on he's he's a circus show on the kickoff just for the sake of being there, I think demonstrates, you know, like kind of like where he is right now in terms of like the water temperature. And I think he's very cold. Okay, here this is what we this is what we do. I am going to put Nakamura at fifteen. I like that. Bianca Belair. I want to put Nakamura at 14th above the five the, the five way women because that opens the door for um, possible return of uh, our boy uh, Randy Orton, and then I'm going to put Seth respectfully below Nikki Cross because I'm interested to see what is Nikki Cross doing. Okay, right? that's a new wrinkle to the fray. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to put I put Damian at 20. You, just ooh, to see, you, okay. Mm. Just to see because he he has the, it's the, he has the most interesting angle and he could cause the most problems at Crown Jewel if he decides to. Okay. All right. Fine. Fine. I don't because love I it. I don't love it. Okay. Well, I mean, right now we have spots open at the bottom of the list. That's what I'm saying. You got to have Damien there. I mean, Are, what, is there what, no one bigger than Damien so far that's off the list right now? I mean, we took off Tozawa. No, we took you got to keep the, him like, off, we, yeah. Gunther is not on the list. I think we can. We should be making room for Gunther and The, and the Miz. I, the Miz is yeah, way higher than Gunther. Oh, that's what I'm saying. We put them together. We put them together. Okay. I'm sorry. At 20, uh, right now at 19 is Damien. That's what I'm trying. At, yeah, at 20 is Damien. That's what I'm saying. Who's the 20th spot? Last time, this is a coveted spot, Santi. Yeah. That's why we put Tozawa here, and he rose up the ranks. Okay. Instantly. So Let, the, the, you know the, what? The, I the think Glass is listening here for the the 20th spot. I think the 20th spot might be a fair one, especially as we see wait and see what he does at Crown Jewel to see. Yeah. A, I think it'd be a neat visualization to see him catapult up if he does do something monumental at Crown Jewel. That's what I mean. That's it's the buzz around him, right? I'm I'm happy with that. I mean, he's not doing anything special beyond that. Sold. About, okay, here we go. Number one, 
LA Knight. Two, Bloodline, which includes Roman Reigns. Three, John Cena. Does John Cena still hold three yes. for you? Yeah. Because it's retirement. It's too. It's stop. <laughs> Four is, is Logan Paul. Five, Drew. I still think Drew's hot. Yes. Um, six, Becky. Seventh, Cody. Eighth, do the GMs, Nick and Adam. I still keep them on there because they're kind of still swirling around. I like that idea. It's like brewing in the back of my mind. Nine, Rhea Ripley. Ten, Jade Cargill. Eleven, Dominic. Because, dude, Dominic wrestled, what, eight times this week? It feels, it feels that like. way, yeah. Was like what 12 uh, Miz and Miz and Gunther um uh, 13th Chelsea oh, yeah Chelsea uh, Green and Piper Nevin 14th Nakamura 15th the the five way women's championship and that's including the rest of the roster that's fighting against the Ajax I guess uh 16 Bianca Belair 17 Nikki Cross cuz we don't know what she's doing yeah she's 18th, getting, yeah, she's getting funky yeah 18th Seth Rollins 19th New Day and 20th Damian Priest I thought we had Natalie somewhere in here. I put her with Piper. Oh yeah, well, Piper, Chelsea Green and Piper Nevin. Let's put her in there. Let's put her all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah, that yeah. match was too good to not to not also get to not include Natalie as well. Got to give her flowers for that. And she showed up in that the bunny outfit. I kind of I kind of was. I like the idea of Russell's having fun on Halloween. Yeah, 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 yeah. dude. That, that, but but like she got absolutely owned in terms of costume presentation by oh. Piper Nevin and Chelsea Green. That was too good. Such a Floyd Mayweather thing to do to dress up as your dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you, because uh, they were mic'd up very well, but before she put the, the sharpshooter on Piper Nevin, you can hear Piper Nevin scream, I'm your dad. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't think that, uh, I think that's a perfectly good uh, new heat order because like there wasn't yeah. too much of consequence because they were go home episodes. And I want to just see what happens in SmackDown. Well, there's got this SmackDown, nothing's gonna happen because it's pre-taped. It's gonna be the safest episode ever, just leading into the show. I think it's the next episode is going to be completely dictated by the Raw after Crown Jewel and Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm excited, man. It's it's Dude, it's this, it's interesting to be so excited for Crown Jewel. This Crown Jewel this, card is awesome. It's it's probably the best card that actually matters in a long time. It felt like Triple H said, we need this to matter. The Saudi people have been watching our show. They know the stories. Let's make this matter. Let's not let's not throw money at Goldberg. It's not canon. It's canon now. It's all yeah, canon. Right. All of it. LA Knight's going to win. I don't think so. Folks, thank you very much for listening, watching this episode of Wrestling is Cool. Sancho, what what are you working on these days? You had You have some Fortnite projects. You know me. I love Fortnite. Uh, we have a new map. Uh, I'm going to give it to Santi. If you want to check it out, if you love Dead by Daylight, it is Fortnite and Dead by Daylight together. We call it Knocked by Daylight. It's a fun time. Five players could play. And, uh, you know, play with your kids. It's a good one to play with kids because it's there's it's just a little bit spoopy still in the Halloween spirit, but it's it's not, like, sweaty. You know what I mean? It's, sure. it's a good time. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, is there like a code or something or do you? Yeah, I'll, I'll, okay. I'll give it to you. Cool. Wherever it is that you're watching or listening, we'll put the code for it. If you if you want to go check it out um, for me, I think the project that I want you to check out is my crown jewel re, uh, reaction live stream. Come check it out. If you are a wrestling loner that doesn't have wrestling friends to watch crown jewel with, I will be your wrestling friend as well as the community. Twitch.tv slash Santi's app is where I want you to come where we're going to watch crown jewel together as oh, a community. Are you on YouTube? Or is that yes, possible? I am. There you yeah, go. Yeah, you can watch it on YouTube as well. You're right. I'm, 
exactly at the same time. Yeah, dude. And I can't get in trouble anymore because of that beautiful Twitch CEO, Dan Clancy. I met him, I met him in a bathroom, eh? At Twitch. Oh, what? <laughs> you say i yeah we were we yeah we were in in urinals right beside each other i waited for oh, for him no. to I, I waited for him oh, to finish no. his stream if you know what i'm saying okay okay uh, and yeah i just i introduced are myself you, in the bathroom okay. there is multiple urinals you you join the second one are you going next skipping one or no, i'm not an end? animal i'm skipping one well no if 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 the end is available i yeah. will go to the end Okay. But if there are multiple people in the line of urinals, you do your best to yeah. leave a gap between everyone. That's just right. it's just a, the the proper etiquette. Do you think JD McDonough comes <laughs> in now? Thank you very much for watching this episode of Wrestling is Cool. Have a good one. We'll see you next episode. Would you like a mincer? <laughs> do you think he's one of those guys at like bathroom nightclubs is like would you like a would you like a spritz of this cologne? We're done. Get out of here. <laughs> Go home.